Welcome to the South Elkhorn Christian Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the weekly messages. For bulletin material, reflection guides, and other resources, visit southelkhorncc.org. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 26, verses 1 through 11. When you have come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance to possess, and you possess it and settle in it, you shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground, which you harvest from the land that the Lord your God is giving you, and you shall put it in a basket and go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. You shall go to the priest who is in office at that time and say to him, Today I declare to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down before the altar of the Lord your God, you shall make this response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean was my ancestor, and he went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, and there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us by imposing hard labor on us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with a terrifying display of power and with signs and wonders, and he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground that you, O Lord, have given me. You shall set it down before the Lord your God and bow down before the Lord your God. Then you, together with the Levites and the aliens who reside among you, shall celebrate with all the bounty that the Lord your God has given to you and to your house. Let us pray. Oh God, we lift to you this morning grateful hearts. Grateful hearts that perhaps have found grateful words. Remind us that each moment, that each day is an opportunity to savor what we have been given and to give. To give thanks, to give love, to give understanding and compassion, to give a listening ear, to give attention. Oh God, we give thanks that you meet us here just as we are that you minister to us with your presence. Encourage us, embolden us, help us to be your people of thanks. Oh God, we give thanks for the words of scripture and the message that you put out before us. May the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, you who are our rock and redeemer. Amen. We can't stay here. She said, we have to find a new home. We can't stay here, we have to find a new home. You see, it was the Depression era, and this was a somewhat regular occurrence for my great-grandmother and her family. It was often the case that money wouldn't stretch enough to pay rent, and the eviction notice would come, and indeed, the eviction notice came again. My grandfather, who's the eldest of eight was used to this routine by now. Live in a place for a few months, 
then discover that the money to feed all these mouths and to heat this place and to, to take care of all the bills wasn't quite enough and so the rent would be skipped and whatever money was left over would begin to be saved so that when the eviction notice eventually came, a new deposit would be able to be put on a new place. And yet again, it came time to leave. And my grandmother told their family, can't stay here, we have to go. She's a creative woman, she'd formulated a plan, she knew what to do, she, she went to the bakery and she got a loaf of bread and she took the eight children to the uh, nearby park with, uh, at the cemetery and she chopped up the bread, sliced up the bread and gave it to all the kids and said, enjoy your lunch, stay right here. Georgie, my grandfather, is gonna come with me and we're gonna go see about a new place to live. Don't leave until I come back. And so she walked with my grandfather to the tenement building and knocked on the door of the landlord's residence and said, I heard there's a place here. I'd like to rent it. Now the landlords at that time were wise to this reality that, that many people were poor and didn't have the money they needed to make make rent for very long, if at all, and so required a deposit and a few months' rent, and my great-grandmother had it, and also knew that, that those with large families often had it more difficult and couldn't pay rent long, and so asked my great-grandmother, I see your boy here, do you have any more children? And my grandmother said, oh, yes, I do, but they're all in the cemetery. I love that story. <laughs> I was sitting around the Thanksgiving table when my grandfather shared it with me. My grandfather who is now deceased and whose memory I cherish and I love. My grandfather was quite a storyteller. And as he would tell these stories, as he would regale us with these stories, sometimes we had heard them before. Oftentimes we had heard them before. Nevertheless, as I got older, I began to hear something else in these stories. I began to hear a piece of myself. But these stories aren't just about a woman I never met, my great-grandmother, or about aunts and uncles I knew very little of. Or No, these stories actually were about our family, and insofar as they were about our family, perhaps they say something about me, about the resilience, the cunning and creativity, the will to survive. These stories passed down become the things that shape us. We become the stories we tell. I love telling that story. This holiday, this Thanksgiving, how whatever plans you have, I want to encourage you to tell stories. Young people who are here this morning, ask your parents, ask your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, they're about their stories. Ask them the question, you know, what was one of the hardest things you faced when you were younger? What was one of the most difficult things you had to overcome as you grew and got older? Maybe even ask about their faith. What did God mean to you as you grew up? What did church look like? What are some of your fondest memories from childhood? And watch as the stories flow. And unfold. There's something beautiful and wonderful, entertaining, yes, but also something deeper about the stories that we share as family.
that reality is not lost on the Israelite people. On the passage of scripture that we just read together. In Deuteronomy, we read about this this moment in which the Israelites are instructed to do this religious thing, this offering of the first fruits, what Deuteronomy would later call a tithe, a portion of the harvest that would be set aside and that would be given over to the religious community and to those in need. Orphans, widows, the alien, those who were vulnerable and perhaps suffering and perhaps didn't have a way to make ends meet. The community would set aside a tithe to give over to God to do the work of God's love and compassion. But this isn't just a religious duty, a religious act. No, it's connected to a story. And the Israelite people are invited to become this story by telling it. It's a story of a wandering Aramean, Jacob, who we read about in Genesis, who eventually settles, eventually settles in Egypt, and his descendants become more and more and more populous, so much so that the Egyptian authorities begin to be afraid of this growing, growing segment of the population, afraid they might rise up and take over Egypt, and so out of that fear and anxiety enslave the descendants of Jacob. And in their bondage, they cry out to God. In their suffering, they cry out to God. And in this story, we learn that God, God does not turn away from the cries of the people. That God is a God of compassion who listens and responds. And so the story continues that God delivered them. This isn't a story about their might and their power, but instead the story about the faithfulness of God to deliver and to save God delivered them, not just from the Egyptians, but also into a land. This landless, wandering Aramean would birth a nation that would have a home. And from this home, the people are invited to continue the compassion and giving quality of God by reaching out to those who are in need. By setting aside the first fruits of this land, which is a gift to care for others. The people are invited to become this story by telling it. To extend this story that isn't about distant ancestors and an entertaining moment, but instead says something about who they are. This morning I want you to gather around this table and to know that the stories that are told here are your stories Stories about a wandering Aramean and a wandering rabbi. Stories about God's faithfulness to deliver and to save from oppression and persecution, from shame and guilt. Stories of God's compassion and understanding and leaning in to suffering and to pain. The stories of God are our stories too. And they shape our identity when we tell them. And so this morning I give thanks. I give thanks for so much, so much for the people that God has placed in my life, for the opportunities that I have to serve and to give and for the stories that are entrusted to me. Stories told 
by my grandfather for me to share with my kids. And stories of faith about a God who delivers. About a God whose compassion is not meant to be in the past, but to be lived out in the present. Through me and through you. Through our first fruits. Thanks for listening to the message this week. Visit southelkorncc.org where you can download reflection and discussion guides to dig deeper into the weekly scripture and message.